Listen to me. We're going to go take a trip now. It's going to be rough. If you hear something in the woods, you tell me. If you hear something in the water, you tell me. But under no circumstances are you allowed to take off your blindfold. Don't you do it, Jong. I can do this all day. This is Comic Cast on PodcastArena.com. Here's your geeks, John Lee and Michael Carroll. Welcome into issue one of 42 of Comic Cast. Welcome 2019. Hello, 2019. Uh, if you're finding us for the first time, welcome into 2019 and welcome into Comic Cast. Hi. Thank you for tuning into us. You can Thanks. find us on iTunes. Yeah, Stitcher, can. Google Play, Spotify, Radio Public, and CastBox. Good job. And you can always find us on podcastarena.com backslash Comicast. And today we have a bunch of things that we want to talk about. We want to kind of recap 2018, also talk about 2019. And first we want to talk about what we've watched over this long holiday stretch in the last week, week and a half or so. Um, what did you watch over the New Year's uh, holiday? Uh, I watched, well, it kind of ties into your opening. I, I watched Bird Box, uh, the new film, uh, original film from Netflix. I watched that. I watched uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched a lot of like just movies and stuff. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a Netflix film. Uh-huh. The, the Death of Stalin. What else did I watch? Searching. There was a bunch of films. I was just movie binging. Well, what was the best thing that you watched over the weekend? Hmm. The best thing. Um, I would probably say the one I had most fun with was Black Mirror. Uh-huh. That was really cool. I had the most fun with that. I don't know if I if I can pick a best one. So the Black Mirror. I guess it's a season premiere, or is it a standalone? It's like a standalone. It's more like a like a movie standalone because okay. it does tie to season five. So for the people that don't know, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, right? Band Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch yeah. It's a. Uh, I guess it's a stand. I mean, you're you're gonna you could explain it much better because I didn't know. Like talking to you before the podcast, hey, kind of studying up the mm-hmm. podcast, hey, this is you know we could talk about this, this, and this, and we just kind of into like, oh, what did you do over the holiday and you brought up black mirror bandersnatch no and i just thought it was just like a regular black mirror episode oh no my friend it is not tell the people what black mirror bandersnatch is all about well first of all black mirror in general is like a it's like twilight zone for the new age it takes Mm -hmm. something but it's usually based in technology and takes it and applies it in a creepy way or something for the future or whatever in this one this is set in 1980. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what was year was it? 87, 85, 87 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's about a kid who wants to make a video game called Bandersnatch, which is based off a book. And is it is a choose your own adventure book. So the folks at Black Mirror decided to make this film or episode, however you want to define it as, as a choose your own adventure Black Mirror. So you're presented with different choices throughout the period of the film. 
I didn't think there would be that many. And no, there's a lot of different choices that lead to a lot of different endings to the film. And it is pretty trippy and pretty cool. Man, I always enjoy those uh, those games. I mean, like like those zombie apocalypse games where like it's most of them are like like our texts like um it goes back as far as you know several years ago when you know when we didn't even have telltale games and uh you're just reading and it's like a book where you can make choices and yeah. uh i you know one choice can lead you to death and one choice can lead you to surviving more and i was I always, i'm always fascinated by those and even though even if they're not like well written like i always love playing those things and then we got we got an evolution to where Telltale started doing those with mm-hmm. the, the Walking Dead, and then move on to Batman, and, uh, and, and even then though, like it it almost seems like you're, the conclusion of where you're going, it kind of it's not it's very linear, and yeah, there are some choices you can make that can lead some characters to be with you versus the other. But I felt like those games always had a beginning and an end where mm-hmm. it's kind of the same where and, and the middle's a little different, but this sounds a little different. This sounds way different than that. It's well, it's kind I mean, in a sense it is kind of like that, but it's just it's very different when it when it's done well <laughs> with this this kind of uh, black mirror type writing. Mm-hmm. And it it it's very meta throughout. And it's very like, for me, one of the, the, it's like a pseudo ending because technically it takes you back to that choice. But one of the, I think it was like the third choice. I picked something and it basically like game over right then and there. And it's like, this is what happens. And then uh, it takes you back and kind of leads you back to that moment so you can pick again. And sometimes in those moments, it's different options. Sometimes it's the same options. It's just, it's so weird how, how, or it's so cool how they were able to integrate all these different ways this could end mm-hmm. for the main character, Stefan. Stefan's the main character. And uh, it, how it could affect other folks. And just the meta-ness of the whole thing, it's pretty it, it was pretty cool. I had fun with it. And I want to I wanna go back and play it almost play through it again to see what kind of other choices I can make and some of the other endings. Cause there's, there's a ton of different endings that you can get, but I think the true endings are the ones where you get the credits without having to choose the option mm-hmm. or something. Uh, and there, there, there's this piece on the Hollywood reporter. And, uh, I guess they, they were interviewing, uh, the director, David Slade mm-hmm. and, um, there are golden eggs apparently, uh, there are interesting snippets of footage and there are golden eggs that are hard to find that, you know, that may never actually be uncovered. Uh, so there's a, a lot of deep stuff that you can get into with Bandersnatch and, uh, and, and another story, I'm just Googling uh, Bandersnatch and, Another thing that came out uh, about this, The Verge did a story on how this could be a uh, a, a secret uh, marketing weapon for uh, for for Netflix. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, could we see Amazon doing this next? Probably. Oh uh, yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, and and uh, you were talking uh, talking to me about um, um, Minecraft. Yeah, Netflix. I think Minecraft story mode is on Netflix. 
and you could do the same thing with where you pick, you know, you pick your character, you pick the different choices, which Minecraft story mode was made by Telltale, mm-hmm. which I think it's on Netflix as well. I, I'm not 100% sure. I, I was listening to a podcast over the weekend that talked about them playing Minecraft through Netflix or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gone out myself to do it. Um, but I think, like I was telling you before we recorded, the only other time that I've had an interactive movie like this was I rented Final Destination 3. I mm-hmm. think it was Final Destination 3, the one with the roller coaster. And the DVD was like a choose-your-own thing. And it made it sound like you could affect the outcome of the film and blah, blah, blah. And you really, it really, there's only one character that you really, truly could affect. I mean, it was kind of cool for the time, but it didn't really do much. I mean, it all led to the same thing in the end. But this one, they truly did a bunch of different endings and i was wa- i was watching uh, or reading black mirror like people did diagrams of all the different choices you can make uh-huh. and there was some stuff that i didn't even i never saw the option to get that mm-hmm. i was like how do you even get to that point i didn't under- know how to get to it uh-huh. it's pretty fascinating and, <laughs> and 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 then right when you said that it reminded me of harold and kumar and i didn't um, realize they did this. there was a um uh, I think this is the second one, uh, Escape from Guantanamo, uh, Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they pull up to this mansion, and I'm, I'm, and I'm looking at this right now. Um, and right when the door opens, uh, there's uh, a girl answers the door. And d- during the uh, Blu-ray or DVD, whenever this came out, in 2008, I guess it would have been Blu- Blu-ray? Probably. Um, the screen pauses. And then it says, do you want topless or bottomless? <laughs> oh, okay. This is weird. So the, my first time around, I clicked bottomless. <laughs> and was it actually the word bottomless or was I, it I just bottom? Remember. It might have been just top or bottom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was kind of obscure because I didn't like know what they were talking about. Yeah. And I just clicked bottom. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the, the, the the camera pans down, and then you see the girl's ass. <laughs> uh, and uh, the guys are like, oh, my God. And then, like, you, and then uh, they walk into the house, and all the girls are bottomless. And then we get to, uh, we get to, oh, man, what's this? But it's not only the girls, it's the guys, too. Yeah, we get to a point where we see a, a guy coming out of the pool, and his dick's hanging out. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, I chose the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you could go back and you could click the top, mm-hmm. and then everyone's just topless. Yeah. So uh, that's the closest thing I've I've ever seen mm-hmm. in the movies. Yeah, Final Destination three, I think, which was dealing with the roller coaster. It took you to different moments where it was like, do you want them to go here or here? Mm-hmm. But I think they still ended up dying or ended up, you know, affecting them the same way as it did when the film was released. This one you choose different points where if if he goes here instead of this you miss this option and it totally changes the story of it or it changes uh-huh. how he interacts with his dad or how he interacts interacts with this doctor um or this guy that he works with um to make the video game it's mm-hmm. pretty i don't know i just really and there is a meta ending that is like the i laughed hysterically at it was so good. It was so like great. It it was breaking the fourth wall in a sense. Okay. And it's and Black Mirror does a great job of kind of playing with your mind about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really 
I I think that was my most fun. It wasn't like the best. Like it wasn't perfect by any means, especially like technically wise. Some of the sound kind of breaks up during those choices. So you can kind of tell that it's changing or whatever. But I mean, it's it's the closest that we've gotten to a truly interactive film. And if they do this more, I'm really curious to see how they do it. Because I think it, I think it can lead to fun possibilities to change the way we interact with movies. Man, can you imagine um, if they were ever to do this in a movie theater? Oh yeah, no, I can't. Like if you had everyone had like a button uh-huh. and everyone majority chooses rules. the majority rules, that would be that'd be crazy. Can you imagine? Like imagine Infinity War just stops. <laughs> And you select characters, oh. and you select them, and then in your movie theater, those are the ones that get dusted. Oh, that would have been... Uh, and you're like, oh my god, we killed Spider-Man! We killed Spider-Man! Uh, and then, of course, you know, later later on, they release the DVD, and this mm-hmm. is the actual directorial cut to this yeah. thing. Uh, I think... I And I don't know if you could ever do that with a movie that big, because I think people lose it, their minds. It would be so difficult, yeah. But I think, uh, I think this set, sets a, a nice platform for um like tv shows and eventually maybe movies to venture off in doing this thing because man imagine like imagine if you've re- you've released let's say stranger things season three through season three after mm-hmm. the season comes out and then season four they go we are going to let you make your own choices in your own season of stranger mm-hmm. things and then you get to a point where uh one of the kids has to save the other and sacrifice the other one and you're like oh my god like imagine what kind of emotional uh strings that you can pull with like yourself yeah. and then, of course on social media it's gonna go crazy because they say oh my god i had to choose between this person or this person and and then and then and then i think it's i mean i think uh, they're right this could be a marketing ploy to make you watch this over and over again yeah i want to watch it again and also too <laughs> it's funny because they tell you how it works at the beginning uh-huh. when you start it and uh i was watching it through my xbox mm-hmm. so Every time a choice would pop up or before a choice would pop up, the controller would vibrate. So you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. And then the the choice pops up at the bottom of the screen. And again, and I, I don't think I said this, you have a limited time. You can't just like sit here and think about it all day. Uh-huh. It There's a white bar that kind of closes in from left and right, closes in on the center. So you have to make a choice within that time. I never... I never did not select anything, so I don't know what happens if you don't select anything. Like, I don't know if that's another option that you could do, and it just wasn't said. Um, yeah, maybe it just doesn't do anything because in the games, it'll give you a no response. Like, yeah. Telltale will give you a no response. It'll just kind of go straight through, I guess, maybe a generic. I, I, I don't even know what would what would happen if you chose a different response. Yeah, I'm really curious now. Like, what if I didn't choose in certain spots? Um what would happen yeah there's a crucial spot that now i'm like really curious about like if i didn't pick i wonder what would happen it's just it's i i like this aspect of tv like if we can do more of that and it's perfect with black mirror because black mirror is such a one it's an anthology type show so it just Mm -hmm. it's one and done Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really affect characters over a long running series or whatever um but i think they for for what it is, I think they executed it pretty well and it was it was pretty cool. That's cool. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I think uh I think you've t- uh, talked me into it. Cuz did, did you watch 
Black Mirror before? I've, I I think I've watched maybe one episode of Black Mirror. Um, it was the one with um. Hopefully not the pig. No, mm-hmm. it was uh, I always get her name wrong. Uh, Dallas Bryce Howard. No, Dallas Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. I I always like gobble like uh, <laughs> scramble those up. Bryce Dallas Howard. That the one that. She was in one uh, where it was like a rating system. Yeah, it was like the social social media rating system, mm-hmm. and you had to have a maintain a certain pointage. Yeah, and then point. we started uh, we started another one. I was like, man, what is this? Like, like I, I was like, is this like, I mean, am I right watching the right show? Like people are saying Black Mirror is an awesome show because I didn't know it was anthology. I was, oh, okay. so I was like, this is very strange. Um, but they, yeah, that's the only one I've watched. So it's good. Yeah, it, it's really like if you watch more of it, like never. And it's the one show that I would tell people, don't start with season one, episode one. Mm. Pick anything else other than that one. That's like the the one that everybody, like, if they watch that one first, it turns them off. Mm. It's not the best episode. There are a ton of great episodes, especially in that season with Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm. That That's when I really started getting into Black Mirror. Um, but it has some trippy concepts that some of them could very well come true. Um there's also uh who is it? Uh the guy from Game of Thrones, Braun. He's in okay. one of the episodes. He's in one of the most jacked up episodes I've ever watched. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's oof, that's a rough one, but it's it's good. It's a Black Mirror is a really, really interesting show. And I I would recommend it. Yeah, I think uh if Especially we, now knowing what it is going uh-huh. into it. And I think uh when we have more time we might sit down and watch Black Mirror. Um, whenever we don't have shows to catch up on. Uh, season five is coming out this year. Oh, okay. Black Mirror season five is, but it's funny because of this one being so complex, this Bandersnatch, the delayed season five a little bit Oh, because I, yeah, of the complexity I, to it. Yeah, I can, uh, I, I assume that, that that would be the case just because, you know, they're working there. I mean, even if you have a different director, I'm mm-hmm. guessing the production crew is probably very similar and like the editing, all that stuff, I'm mm-hmm. sure it takes a lot. And plus, I don't know how many hours of uh, shooting that they've did for a 90 minute, sh- uh, like, a min- like a movie, mm-hmm. like a feature. Like, but you would assume that with all the different outcomes, like it, the, you, it would have at least like, what like maybe nine hours six to nine hours of worth of stuff oh man i can't I, there has to be a lot because they did different variations of scenes for mm-hmm. all the different options so mm-hmm. i'm sure they shot a lot yeah to make it work yeah and uh and the other thing that you watched over the the holiday didn't you say you watched would you say you watched a, another movie bird box I watched oh yeah that. that's right that's yeah. right because you kind of teased it yeah <laughs> uh Overall, give the people if they haven't seen Bird Box, and I think a lot of people have seen Bird Box because apparently, yeah, yeah, because of uh, you know, the, it's it's been the rage over social media the last couple, uh, like the last week or so. I read something about forty five million subscribers have watched Bird Box. Yeah, um, but uh, so give a a quick synopsis on Bird Box and and tell the people like what to expect. So, I think. First of all, a lot of people relate it to A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. which I can understand that, but it's based off a book from 1994. So we can't really, like, it's not apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Um, the core concept of it, there's monsters that you can't do this certain thing around is there. Okay. Um, the rest of it is is different. Um, but it centers around uh, Sandra Bullock's character, Mallory. Mm-hmm. And it kind of bounces back and forth between the present 
and five years earlier from like the beginning of this apocalyptic thing or when the creatures, I guess, appear, I guess, appear. Um, But it bounces back and forth between that and it centers around in the present. It centers around her taking uh, two kids to some place and they have to survive and she's telling them, you can't look, you can't, you know, you got to tell me to do this, that, hence your opening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how the film actually opens and them making this journey. And then it goes back to showing how she's a recluse. She didn't really like to go out and mess with people. She just likes to sit at home and paint and she's pregnant five years earlier. And her sister is trying to convince her about, you know, being more interactive and, you know, all that. And going for one of her doctor visits, the, the thing that's happening across the world has hit America. Mm. And it's a thing where if you see whatever these creatures are, they show you your worst nightmare or they will present to you the worst fear or nightmare. And it just kills you to the, not kills you, but it makes you kill yourself. Okay. It makes you just, I got to do something to kill myself Uh instantly. Mm. And so you can't look at them. You just can't do it at all. Um, And so it's her and how she ends up with a group of survivors and how they try and survive in this world where you can't live. And then it leads up to the point where it matches to be the present time. And it's, it's not like the ending was kind of meh and the acting overall. I mean, it's kind of archetype where it's like, you know, how you would typically expect a horror movie with a bunch of characters. Mm -hmm. What happens when it's usually a giant group of characters one by one, they go right. That's kind of the same thing here. So a lot of it can be like cookie cutter, Mm -hmm. how you would expect a horror movie slash thriller. I wouldn't say it's scary. It's not really scary. It's more thriller. It's more suspense. It's kind of like, I mean, again, related to a quiet place, a quiet place. I don't equate it to being a horror film. I equate it to more of a suspense thriller Mm -hmm. type. Bird Box is more of that. Um, But I think the actors were were very strong and helped take this film to be what it is. John Malkovich is in it. Uh, Trevante Rhodes, who he's one of my favorite actors now. I really like Trevante Rhodes. Uh, Sandra Bullock. uh, What's her name? Sarah Paulson, I believe. Um, Hen, BD, BD Wong, uh, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly oh, is in God. it. He's not in it that long. Okay. Uh, Rosa Salazar, she's the main character who's going to be in uh, Alita Battle Angel. Uh-huh. Uh, forget who else. Lil, what's his name? Lil Rel Howry, I think is how you say his name. I think he's a uh, Lil Rel. He was in Uncle Drew, that film. I okay. Don't, I don't know. Um, but it was interesting. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a fun little suspense thriller. Um, is it the greatest film? No, but it's it's one of Netflix's better put together products. Okay, in recent years, I think. But I think comparing it to a Quiet Place, I like a Quiet Place is still. I think I like that one more. But I think you can't compare them too much because there's a lot of differences from there on. Mm-hmm. You know the. A quiet place with the way it starts with you know the first like 20 minutes of the film is nothing but quiet mm-hmm. 
no other film I can remember starts off like that. And there's nonverbal cues. And I mean, that's a whole different experience than Bird Box where you can't see yeah. anything. It just presents a new challenge. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I would say give it a try. I, again, I think, you know, we were complaining like when Bright came out 2017 and then Mute and then a couple of their other Netflix original films were pretty rough for a while there. Uh, the one where Jared Leto is trying to be in the Yakuza and all that. Like, there's some rough films that Netflix has put out over the years. This one is one of the better ones, and I would definitely recommend it. And it's a, it's a kind of a fun, like, what would you do if you were in that situation to talk, like a water cooler type film that you could talk about. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's, but it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give it a shot, uh, but uh, I, uh, my, my expectations are a little low. Um, just because uh, people have typed it up a lot, and I don't want to get my, um, I don't want to get my hopes up. It's not a quiet place, so if you got quiet place expectations, it's you probably will be disappointed. Like if you go in with low expectations, like I didn't go, I didn't go in, in into it with anything. I just went into it, just watched it, and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's interesting. Okay, all right, that's fun. Um, would you say Would you say that would make your top five of twenty eighteen? movies no probably not okay probably not so we're gonna give our top five of 2018 and with movies and on uh, with uh tv shows and maybe a a couple of movies that we haven't seen from 2018 that we would uh want to watch uh you know coming up here Mm -hmm. um so my top five i have uh, i have five and then i have an honorable mention so i think there's in no should I put these in order? Oh, are you going to put these in order? I probably am not going to put it in okay. order. <laughs> so these are just, I'm going to uh, rally off or I'm going to rail off the top five. Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther. This is going to be uh, a, a surprise one. Won't You Be My Neighbor? Oh, yeah. I've seen that. A Quiet Place, Mission Impossible Fallout. That's my top five. Yeah. And my honorable mention, because it's for my people, Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. It was a little cheesy. But I think it did a lot for Asians in terms of like movies and especially movies that are going to be coming up. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Uh, for me, so for sure, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. For sure, Black Panther are my like arguably my top two. Uh-huh. Uh, Black Klansman was great. It was an awesome film. Um, God, I'm trying to think of the last two. I guess it would be because what came out? It's not Venom. <laughs> uh, Are you sure a Predator? Uh, no, no, <laughs> oh no! Uh, I, God, Predator was so terrible. Um, I would probably say Infinity War, Black Panther, Black Klansman. I might have to say A Quiet Place, and. I might say Mission Impossible Fallout as well. Okay. So I, we I have really very like similar yeah. top five. I like um, those. So the uh, movies that I haven't seen in 2018 that I want to watch, um, Black Klansman tops that list, A Star is Born, um, A Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet, Creed 2, I've been wanting to go watch it yeah. over and over again, uh, Molly's Game, Bird Box, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I still haven't seen that movie. Yeah, I still need to see that one. Yeah. I really want to watch that one. Um, 
I what what else do I want to watch? Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Uh, what else? I was gonna try. Yeah, I haven't seen The Stars Born. I'm curious about that. Uh, the film Roma, which I think is on Netflix. I've heard really good things about that one. Uh, Sorry to bother you. Um, I want to see that. I think that's the main ones. Black Klansman is really good. I yeah, highly I recommend. need to watch that. Um, and then the shows of 20, uh, let me hold on and get back to my document here. Uh, top five shows of 2018. And this only counts be- the, 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 only, uh, well, the, the top five shows that I've either started or watched in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, Haunting and Hill House is, it's not number one, but it, it, uh, it's in my top five. Uh, Bodyguard was pretty good. Jack Ryan was pretty good. Daredevil, I haven't finished yet, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the first couple of episodes that I've watched is really good. And uh, and a show called You, which uh, we started premiering, we started watching it last night after we got back. Mm-hmm. A little creepy. Um, <laughs> it follows a guy um, that is, it almost feels like, oh man, I had this... Uh, Oh, it almost feels like Dexter, mm-hmm. um, except it, it, it's a mash. It was, almost feels like the main character is Dexter mashed with the guy, uh, the main character from uh, Mr. Robot. Oh, so it's a guy that is very social media savvy that is, starts stalking this girl, and then through social media and through uh, all her posting, starts to get to know this girl. Maybe he's met her maybe once or twice. And all of a sudden, uh, he's stalking her Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of a sudden finds out where uh, find out where he where she lives. Uh, gets into her apartment by calling because he knows her work schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, calls uh, a gas leak on her apartment, saying he's the boyfriend, and he gets in that way. He didn't have a key. Gets in the to her apartment that way. Starts Ooh. going through all her stuff, going through all her emails and whatnot. And it, it's it's very creepy. And then he like. He it's a uh, there's a lot of internal mo- a monologue that goes on in his head, kind of like Dexter, mm-hmm. and like he plans uh, how to meet or uh, how to go watch her this way and that way. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's it's pretty creepy. Sounds pretty creepy. <laughs> and uh, he's super into books uh, and and poetry and whatnot. So and she's like a writer. So mm-hmm. he instantly like that kind of um hmm. catches his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah, so like it's it's if you have some free time and you like that kind of stuff, I, I uh, you know you could start watching it. Um, it started on uh, this is a little weird. It started on Lifetime Channel, <laughs> and then it got picked up by Netflix, and uh-huh. now they've uh, turned it into a Netflix original. Interesting. Um, and season two, I believe, is debuted last week. So season one. Interesting. Yeah, season one was uh, uh, I guess earlier this year. So the seasons are pretty close together, but. Uh, we just started watching it yesterday, which is pretty good. And an honorable mention. Oh, I don't know how. Hmm. Siri. Siri, she can't do that. How did that happen? Uh, anyway, moving on from Siri. I think something on my watch pushed and then um, and then it, it went to my computer. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, a, a show that I, I thoroughly enjoyed that debuted, I think, in 2017, 
Um, it's uh, it's a really different show. It's called the uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's uh, it's a show about stand up comedy and how this it's a it's a show that was that takes place in like I think like the twenties or thirties or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah uh, it won a bunch of awards. The acting is acting and writing is fantastic. Uh, it's it follows this uh, lady around that is uh, starts off as a housekeeper uh, or not housekeeper a uh, a stay stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know those uh, the women that in the in, back in the early 1900s that didn't work and stay it's just cooked and stuff at home. Yeah. Um, husband um, wanted to be a stand up comic. He uh, worked. I think he worked at some business uh and wanted to be a uh, stand-up comic so on his uh during the weekends and at nights he would go into comedy clubs Mm -hmm. and then and then one night she gets really drunk and goes to this comedy club and then just walks up to the mic and starts ranting about her husband and and Mm -hmm. everyone starts laughing and it kind of kind of picks up that way and and it's a it's a fantastic show if you want some good acting and writing that go there's a lot of quick banter back and forth it's yeah. uh it, it's a good show uh what's the the, the monk tony Sh- shaloop shaloop yeah. he's uh he's the dad on there he's fantastic as well so uh if you guys have if you guys want to show to start this this year with two seasons uh, i recommend that show as well hmm. okay so what are your top five uh well i actually had to go back and trying to remember a lot of stuff uh i would say daredevil season three mm-hmm. was amazing love that so much uh there was a show i watched uh called well let me say this daredevil season three uh started the good place the nbc show yeah Teresa watches that she loves that show it's really good uh-huh. it is really good i might have cheated on that i don't know if it started in 20 well i think season two was in 2018 yeah 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 season so. two or season three so i'm gonna that's how i'm gonna loop that one in on my block which was on netflix was a pretty good show and let's see what else did i watch i'm gonna cheat a little bit and put altered carbon in because okay. technically i think it came out december 2017 uh-huh. but i watched it in january 2018 i watched it in 2018 as well yeah so i'm gonna put it put it there because altered carbon so good in season two i think is coming out this year with anthony mackie with anthony mackie and then oh god what what's another one i'm not putting the walking dead on that list are you sure i don't want to <laughs> what about game of thrones uh, i don't <laughs> Uh, can I put Game of Thrones on this list? Uh, I would probably say uh, Mindhunter was pretty cool. It was interesting about serial killers and stuff. And then uh, honorable mention Black Mirror because I really got into Black Mirror this last year. Okay. Uh, and uh, shows that I need to finish, Daredevil's on, on there, the show You. Um, the Last Kingdom I started uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, it's about it's about a a Saxon uh born as a saxon baptized as a saxon uh and then basically by the danes they're like kind of like the vikings mm-hmm. he was uh was kidnapped and then basically was traded and bought from uh the uncle of the of the kid's father because the danes kind of saw the the guy that had him saw that the uncle was going to end up killing him because uh the little boy was the next line in succession for a, a one of the houses, one of the castles, and the uncle was second in line. So if the boy was dead, then the uncle would t- mm-hmm. uh, take the castle. And the Dane father saw saw that like in in his eyes, and the priest told him, "I'm 
this is a horrible explanation. <laughs> but the priest told the the Dane, the leader, uh-huh. the head Dane, that if you give him up ba- back to the Saxon, then the uncle's going to kill him. Hmm. And they've lived together for, I think, a couple of weeks. And the, the Saxon really, or the Dane, really loved the little boy and mm-hmm. saw him as his uh, own, you know, kind of a son. So they end up raising him and he becomes... Uh, he becomes a full-grown man, and so he's a Saxon by birth, but raised as a Dane. Huh. So he has this torn thing where he has he has his loyalties to the Dane, but he will be never looked at as a Dane, mm-hmm. and he's always looked as as a slave and a as a Saxon. So it kind of goes back and forth, and his father ends up getting killed. Um, his stepfather ends up being killed, and then now we, the their England is on the brink of absolute takeover from the Danes. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of on both sides. It's a it's a decent show if you have time and you like that kind of stuff. Uh, it's not Game of Thrones. It's it, it's it's not written as well as Game of Thrones. No. Um, there are certain uh, the first half of season one, I think, is written pretty well, and the, uh, the acting is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The second half um, kind of falls off a little bit. Like, there's one episode. There's one episode. It almost feels like uh, The Last Jedi where they go off and um, Poe and uh, uh, Poe with, uh, and Rose and mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Uh, John Boye- Boyega's character uh, Finn, Finn. Yeah. you know how they go off and they do that whole casino thing mm-hmm. it, one of the episodes kind of feels like that and then I'm, I'm like there was no point of doing it <laughs> um, yeah. but I guess it, it, but it, it, they make up for it a little bit in the next episode you see why I mean they, the initial point of it there was like no point right, right. but then like the the consequences and what they got from what they did, you're like, okay, I could see why. Like, mm-hmm. I see the benefit of going there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I need to finish the um, season finale of season one, and then there's also two seasons. Uh, I think it's a de- it's a decent show, and I think uh, I'll probably keep up with it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I need to finish Daredevil. Uh, yeah, definitely finish Daredevil. Uh, this is going to be kind of like more of a looking forward to than a finishing it. Because I watched also over the New Year's holiday uh, slash Christmas holiday, I watched um, Deadly Class, mm-hmm. the new show that is on sci-fi or coming to sci-fi. How was that? Uh, pilot episode, pretty good. Pretty interesting. Uh, Benedict Wong is in it. Uh, the Marvel's MCU's mm-hmm. Wong. Um, the first episode technically hasn't premiered yet. But the pilot is available on their app. So if you watch sci-fi through their app, you can watch the first episode of Deadly Class right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty interesting. It's based off the comic by Image Comics mm-hmm. of the same name. But about it's about a group of kids that go to this school, but it teaches them the deadly arts because they're like either cast out by society, they are criminals of or kids of criminals uh they are just or insane or whatever they are they are a part of the school that benedict wong's uh, character um teaches and he teaches them how to handle themselves how to to straight up kill mm-hmm. um and so it follows this young character 
um, and him getting accepted into it and learning the ropes and learning the, like most schools, there's always clicks and trying to survive that because literally everyone can fight. Um, so it was pretty, for a first episode, it was pretty good, pretty interesting. And then I'm just not used to, it felt like an HBO show because they were dropping oh, yeah? F-bombs left and right. And I guess more and more, more shows on basic cable are doing that now. Mm. So, because there was like at least three or four f bombs in the first really episode, yeah. Huh. So uh, I think that the 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 basic cable standards are loosening and, and getting more laxed on stuff. So it was interesting, though. I would definitely recommend it. The first episode premieres on TV on January sixteenth, which is a Wednesday. A and and uh, Lana Con- Condor is the uh, the main character. Is she the main character? Ooh. The the Asian girl, the Jubilee Jubilee. She's not the main character. She's one of the main like side characters. Okay. Is Benedict Wong the main character? He's like the supporter? mentor. He's like a supporter mentor okay. of the of the school. He's the, God, he's he's kind of brutal in, in one spot. But oh yeah. He's interesting. He's but he's so like he's such a good actor. Like he's drinking he drinks tea with his pinky out. He's all prim and proper, but he, he he can like kill anybody like within like two seconds. Uh-huh. Like he's he's it was it was interesting. I will say that. Yeah, uh, and I bring her up because uh, the the movie to all the boys that loved before I've loved before a very cheesy rom com, mm-hmm. uh, teenage rom com uh, that came out in 2018, and uh, they announced that they're going to be doing a sequel to that movie. So mm-hmm. I mean, both her and uh, Noah Cento, Centine, Centio. Centino, um, both have been blowing up. Like yeah. he's been doing a lot of Netflix movies, so he's uh, he's uh, the he did another one with um, um, uh, damn what the Barb from Stranger Things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. did he did one with her, another teenage rom com. Mm-hmm. Um, so both those uh, two young stars, uh, uh, two young starlets, are uh, doing um, doing a lot. Uh, Benjamin Wadsworth. I think is how you say his name. He's the main character oh, okay, of okay. Deadly Class. Okay, um, he's it was it was pretty cool. I'd give it a recommend. It's coming out in 2019, so okay, try it out. Um, so and uh, I think the other two that were on my list that I want to um, watch is uh, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. I want to watch that either yeah. sometime this week. And and Ozark, I want to finish Ozark. Um, I'm on. I'm still on season one. I want to watch. Yeah, I want to watch Ozark a lot. It seems really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like all we're going to be doing in this uh, this issue t- today <laughs> for the new year is going to give you TV shows and stuff to look forward to um, uh, I have from the Mashable from Mashable.com I have the most anticipated TV shows of 2019 mm-hmm. uh, I guess we could quickly run through this number one is Game of Thrones do you agree with this yeah I would agree uh yeah, I, the final season of Game of Thrones it might be one of the most anticipated uh shows of all time, uh seasons of all time just because of the epicness that is Game of Thrones. And I think Game of Thrones came at a uh you could say kicked off this whole thing, this whole TV revolution mm-hmm. um where a lot of stars are now doing TV uh and mm-hmm. Netflix has helped as well where your your Netflix is paying you know your Emma Stones and your Jonah Hills and your yeah. uh, Chris Pines and your uh, who else has done 
Julia Roberts is doing Julia that Roberts. homecoming show. Was it on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, John Krasinski's and your like uh, HBO did it with uh, freaking uh, um, uh, what's his name with the two t- t- true detective uh, Matthew McConaughey and mm-hmm. um, why am I forgetting his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody, Har- Woody Harrelson. And they're doing and, it again with Marshala Ali. Mm-hmm. And so Game of Thrones, I think, kind of kind of kicked this off where. TV has become almost as big as movies now. Brian Cranston with Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's partly just the the show itself, yeah. too. Yeah, uh, and I guess uh, Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston just kind of re- reinvented himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Game of Thrones season eight. Eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. season eight is going to premiere in about four months, almost almost a, a four and a half five months. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's coming out. Number two is called The Umbrella Academy with. Um, oh yeah yeah. Damn, what's her name? She was uh she was Kitty in uh X Men. Ellen Page. Yeah, Ellen Page. Uh number three, I I don't watch this show, Jane the Virgin. I've heard of that show. I haven't watched it. Number four, Watchmen. Yeah, I'm really curious about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh number five, Good Omen. I don't know what that one I don't know. I what that don't one is. know what that one is either. Uh number six, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm not a big fan of network. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine is supposed to be really good though. It's oh, pretty yeah? funny, yeah, from my understanding. And it's getting new life, um, being on NBC this time around. Uh, Stranger Things at number seven. Yep, really excited for season three. July fourth. We finally got yeah, we finally got the release date for that. July fourth. I'm excited. Uh, Veep is number eight, which yep. I heard is very very good. That's a and good show. I, you watch it? Do you watch it? I've seen a little bit of it. I haven't watched the full season. Uh, and it stars. Man. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I'm very bad at names today. That's okay. Uh, and she's the uh, she's the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, True Detective season three. Marshall Ali mm-hmm. starting season three, which I heard is a return to form for the show. So okay. look forward to that. Uh, and number t- uh, number ten, cr- The Crown, which I heard it was a pretty good show. That's the the show on Netflix. Yes. right. Yeah. yeah, I've heard good things about it too. I've just I've never watched it. Number four, Big Little Lies returns, and that was uh, the first one. Was uh, the uh, the first season was with um, Nicole Kidman, um, Reese Witherspoon. Reese, yeah, Reese Witherspoon, and I'm blanking. The main character uh, was uh, I forget. Um, Shalene Willie uh, Woodley. She's in. She's in it, and she's, she's oh, the girl of, from Divergent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Di- Divergent girl. Uh, let me see here. What we do in the shadows is number tw- uh, twelve, and it's uh, Taka Watiti and Jermaine Clements' twenty fourteen film. What uh, What we do in the shadows uh, is a uh, so I'm guessing it's going to be a show off of that, right? Um, and so yeah, that's the that's the top twelve uh, nice. TV shows uh, uh, that Mashable thinks that is uh, most anticipated. Interesting. And then uh, the uh, Collider has the 30 most anticipated anticipated movies of 2018, and we'll quickly run through those. Glass is the first one. I'm guessing they're doing this by date. Yeah, it comes out uh, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. July, uh, January 18th. Yep. The Lego Movie 2, the second part, February 8th. The first one, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, first one. And a nice good. little twist at the very end. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel, March 8th. Yep, excited which, for that. In the national championship game, we should be getting another trailer for that. 
A trailer or TV oh, or, spot? Uh, look into it. I, I think a sneak peek into it. Yeah. Um, and us in uh, March 15th, which is uh, a, another Jordan Peele production. Terrifying. Uh-huh. Uh, Shazam in uh, April 5th. Yep. Pet Cemetery. I guess they're remaking Pet Cemetery. Yeah, with uh, what's his name? Jason Clark, I believe. Uh-huh. And that's going to be in... Um, man, he looks... I, I see a photo of him and he's just almost unrecognizable. Yeah. Uh, giant white beard. Uh, <laughs> April 21st, Avengers Endgame, April 26th, Detective Pikachu, March, May 10th, uh, John Wick, Chapter 3, May 27th. I'm excited for that. Uh-huh. Aladdin, May 24th, mm-hmm. Godzilla, King of Monsters, Michael has his hand up, May 21st, Dark Phoenix, June 7th. I mean, we're anticipated because we want to see the train wreck. Yeah. Or hopefully not train wreck. I'm, you know, that was kind of harsh. Hopefully yeah. not a train wreck. Uh, Men in Black International, June 14th. Yeah, I'm excited for that. June 21st, Toy Story 4. Well, I mean, it's Toy, Toy Story, of course. <laughs> uh, untitled James Mangold, Mangold, June 29th. I don't know what that is. I think it's just an untitled James Mangold movie. It's just James Mangold. We're excited for him, which is true. uh, I mean, Logan was his last one. mm -hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, July 5th. Lion King, July 19th. Yep, excited. Excited for that. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, August 8th, and it stars uh, Leo, uh, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, Dakota Fanning, Timothy Oliphant, Scott McNary, James Marston, Kurt Russell, James uh, James Ramirez, and many many more. Directed and written by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that one looks cool. Look, or I've heard good things yeah. about that one. Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, August the second. I don't know if that's gonna be good, but I'm. It, I'll make a lot of money. It'll probably make a lot of money. Um, and it sounds horrible. <laughs> it Chapter Two, which oh yes, September sixth. Yep, I'm excited. Joker, October eighth. Oh, yeah. October fourth. Uh, untitled uh, Ari Aster film. Uh, uh, Aster film. As Aster film. Aster. 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 <laughs> uh, it stars Florence Pugh, Jack Rainier, uh, Will Poulter, uh, and it's a. I guess it's a horror film. Hmm. Uh, his first, uh, his last movie was. Uh, Hereditary. The next one, Zombieland 2. I'm uh, excited, for, excited for Zombieland 2. I really enjoyed Zombieland 1. Yeah. Uh, the original cast is back. And another, another uh, Mr. Rogers film, a biopic, uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's going to be the, yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be playing Mr. Rogers. I forgot about that. Yeah, Frozen Two. Yep, that's gonna make a lot of money. Probably. Uh, Knives Out, which stars. Oh, uh, it's it's directed by Ryan Johnson. Yep, uh, and it it stars Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, Michael Shannon, Tony to- Tolette, and Christopher Plummer. Uh, an untitled untitled Jumanji sequel. I can almost guarantee you now that this won't be as good as the first one. <laughs> probably. And, probably. Uh, and I think the original cast of Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen Gillian is all back. Nice. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, December 20th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Women, December 25th. Is this a... 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, I don't know that about that one either. Um, the Irishman is TBD, and it's a Martin Scorsese film. Ooh. So that is your um, that is your most anticipated movies of twenty eight or twenty nineteen thirty most. Can I throw in Triple Frontier as a anticipated just from my end? Okay, it's the film from Netflix. I think it's coming out in March, but it has Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, Oscar Isaac, Pedro Pascal, and they are uh, what is it? Uh, five friends reunite to take down a South American drug lord. Um, in the notorious Paraguay, Argentina, Argentinian, and Brazil border zone, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first trailer's out for it. Looks really cool. Oh, and then, uh, man, what is the, um, was it Train to Busan? That was the, uh, is that the, hmm, what's that zombie, zombie movie that's supposed to be coming out soon? The, the well, Asian zombie movie, Train to Busan. That that that's not it. That already came out. Yeah. Uh, are you thinking about the show that we yeah, talked about? Yeah. What is that? Is it a show? Uh, Kingdom. Kingdom. It's, okay. Kingdom is the is, is the show that uh, I'm looking forward to. It's coming out very soon. I th- in the next couple of weeks. I think. Uh, I think it was sometime in January. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see if I can find the the actual start date. Um, I'll, I'll look for it. Uh, but something else that's coming out uh, in uh, in January is going to be The Punisher. Oh, season one coming out tw- January 25th. Mm. Um, so that'll be coming out, I think, a week after The Punisher. Yeah. Punisher's January 18th, and then Kingdom's January 25th. Yeah. And uh, The Punisher... I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. Daniel Richman. Rich- Rickman? Uh, Daniel RPK does a lot of marvel and comic book uh news and stuff like that he's uh alongside jeremy conrad breaks a lot of marvel's uh marvel news i think he writes for super bro movies well yesterday he tweeted out man i hate saying it because i really like the first season of the punisher but season two is in all caps terrible no <laughs> yeah, so according to him he got i guess a fur early look at season two uh of the punisher and he's saying it's just terrible no it, which is a little disappointing yeah. and i i mean season one's so good that i i, could, I would if i had to put him if i was a betting man and i sometimes i am <laughs> i would say that season two can't nearly look uh you know um top top but, season one yeah i mean it's gonna be difficult but i was ha- i had high hopes but to say season two is terrible is very that's strong disappointing that's very strong thoughts yeah, yeah. Dang um it. it's still it's disappointing well maybe yeah i got nothing i yeah. don't know um and he also broke that uh, that Shazam trailer. Second trailer is going to drop January nineteenth, which is a Saturday, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It, w- it is interesting. So um, we'll we'll be uh, looking forward to all that good stuff. How about that Spider Man Far From Home trailer? I forgot about that. It's uh, <laughs> kind of almost like a out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. We were supposed to get it in the last couple of weeks, and nothing happened. Mm, nothing. So I, I wonder if we'll be getting that soon, or if they're going to save it. Till Super Bowl? Perhaps. Maybe. They could. Yeah, I guess. We'll see. Uh, I mean, that's uh, cutting it kind of close. Yeah, five months before release. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it uh, has anything to do with uh, it ruining Endgame? 
Mm, no, because it's a Sony thing that they're trying to promote. So I don't know if it's that. I don't think it's that. I think it's, I know they wanted to, there was something about leaks that came out. Mm-hmm. So they delayed it because of those leaks. I don't know if it ties into that or, or what, or if they're just saving it for a big event now. Like since they've already delayed it, it's just like, well, let, why not just wait till the Super Bowl when all eyes are going to be on the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I even for, I, I just forgot about it. I know. <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Yeah. Have you um, have you watched Endgame trailer as much as you watched Infinity War trailer? You, no, I, actually, I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 for some reason, almost every single day uh, after the Infinity War trailer came out, I watched it religiously. Yeah. For for some reason, and maybe because it's so somber, that I didn't watch Endgame trailer as much. And it seemed like, although I'm sure there's just as much action in the Infinity War trailer as there was, or there's just as little given away from the Infinity War trailer as there's just as little given away from the Endgame trailer. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I felt like Infinity War gave you so much more. Yeah, there was a lot more scenes in it. I mean, you saw the the Black Order. I mean, there was a lot more given in that. You saw Thanos Mm -hmm. in in full-on armor. There was a lot more to dissect in that. In this one, in Endgame, 40 seconds, 40, 45 seconds of it is just Tony giving his somber message. Yep. And there is bits and pieces to analyze, but there's not as much. And then the rest of it's really, I mean, I would equate it to Black Widow, uh, Captain America. I mean, one clip of Thor, one clip of Hawkeye, one clip of Bruce Banner. I mean, there's really not too much action to analyze, Mm. really, I think. Yeah. Infinity War, there was a lot. You had the the final like them running at the camera and just everything. There was a lot more to the the first trailer, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing about Endgame. No, no, it's just a different feel to it because I mean they lost in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's just the the, the nature of uh, I guess the, the nature of how everything played out. Yeah, and- but that that week it came out, I watched it. I don't know, like five five times, six mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and taking a quick look at the box office for this past weekend, the New Year's Eve uh, weekend, uh, Aquaman topped the the box offices again uh, at fifty two million dollars. Uh, this way, it, it's a little higher than I thought. It, it didn't change as much. the 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 box the number didn't drop as much as it did from the first weekend. Um, it dropped about twenty two percent, almost twenty three percent at fifty two million, and it's crossed two hundred million domestically. Uh, the including the uh, the New Year's, mm-hmm. um, so uh, I think uh, it's 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 making a a boatload of money for DC, and it's yeah. uh, it's become the highest grossing DC movie of all time, or in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's c- it's going to continue to soar, and I think uh, let me let me check the uh, the international numbers. The foreign box office has hit half a billion dollars. It's at five hundred and sixty two. Um, um, not billion, $562 million. <laughs> if it was billion, it would be the highest uh, Ever. grossing movie of all the time. Um, and currently, right now, it's sitting at 751. Uh, as of Monday, mm-hmm. it's sitting at 751.8 million. It's going to cross, um, and if it's already crossed um, 200 million domestically over the New Year's weekend, I, I, I assume it's going to, it's uh, somewhere around 800 million. Yeah. Um, worldwide, so uh, it's trending like it's going to hit that t- uh, one one billion dollar mark. Does it pass 
Well, if it, so you think it'll reach a billion? I think so. Okay. So it will pass Venom in your expectations. Because mm-hmm. they... It better. <laughs> Venom is right now $855 million. Yeah. Uh, and oh, uh, and one of the other cool things was over the New Year's uh, weekend, um, Amber Heard uh, was the number one, um, the the I guess most popular search on IMDb. Really? Uh, and and IMDb sent out a tweet congratulating her, and then she was like very, you know, uh, humbled by it. She was like, "Oh my oh. god, I can't believe you know this is so awesome," and kind of thing. So, um, you know, Aquaman is doing wonders for Amber Hood. I'm I'm sure people watching be like, "Oh, who's that?" Did you know she can speak Spanish like I fluently? Uh, I did not know that, but I think her and Johnny Depp lived in Europe for a very long time. Really? I they were no married. Um, I mean, I knew they were together, but I had no idea that. You know, uh, let me see. If that ties into it. or Because the reason why I say that is because I saw her doing a Aquaman interview for like Univision or something like that. And, they, you know, she's just speaking fluent Spanish. And she's doing the, the interview by herself. No really? translator needed. Yeah, where did they live? They lived somewhere together, Johnny, because they were they weren't married, but uh, I feel like it was in a Spanish speaking country. Huh? No idea. Maybe he didn't. Uh, I for sure he moved. He moved uh, straight up to Europe. Uh, I want to say about ten years ago. Uh, I had no idea, but she speaks uh, Spanish fluently. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I watched I watched the interview for like a good like couple minutes. I was like, wow. Can you speak Spanish? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just li- li- I was like listening, her? like yeah, oh, I agree with her. <laughs> I have no idea what was she's it saying. subtitled? No, <laughs> her just speaking Spanish. I was like, all right, good, uh, good job, Amber Heard. I only picked up a couple words. See, no, uh, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and then the other thing that I want to quickly mention uh, is that there are uh, a ton of rumors about, uh, and I don't know why and how this got picked up but Hugh Jackman shooting scenes for Avengers Endgame which I want to say is completely false and impossible because that character is still owned by Fox and unless Fox and Disney signed a deal year a year ago it ain't happening right the deal I think is finalized possibly by the end of the month Mm -hmm. Um, but who knows if that stays true which Again, they can't use the character until that deal goes through. It's illegal and violates the terms of the deal and uh-huh. everything. And and you can't even shoot anything. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not impossible. like, yeah, you can't you can't shoot something in secret mm-hmm. and, and then release it because then it's like, well, when did you shoot it? And I mean, it just violates stuff. So you, you don't expect. If you're expecting an X-Men tease or a Fantastic Four tease or anything like that, let it go. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, yep. he, especially the Hugh Jackman part. Because honestly, I don't even know if that man ever wants to come back as Wolverine at this point. It doesn't seem like he does. I don't think so. I, I mean, mean, if he's not willing to do it for the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool thing, I doubt he's going to do it for the MCU. Yeah, and then and, and with that, you're talking about shooting a cameo. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just like, hey, um, you know, just mm-hmm. can you? You don't even have to work out. Can you come in and? And then, you know, we'll do a scene with you with clothes on or something. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, no. Yeah. And I know he mentioned at some point about he would come back if he, he, he could be in an Avengers movie mm-hmm. as Wolverine. But I, I forget if that was before Logan. And like once Logan happened, that was like the, the swan song for that character and the perfect ending for that character. Mm-hmm. And I think Disney 
slash Marvel Studios slash Kevin Feige are going to move in a different direction with the character mm -hmm. once they have the rights to it. Mm -hmm. We probably won't. I would imagine we would see Wolverine soon, but like not to like 2023 or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then uh, this is uh, bringing it back to Houston. Uh, Jeremy Conrad is the one that's been going back and forth with all these fans. Uh, about um, about you know Wolverine, and then he quote tweeted somebody, and he responded back with saying, "Why would they have him Wolverine cameo when someone else is going to play Wolf? Oh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Why would he have Hugh Jackman cameo when somebody else is going to play Wolverine in the MCU? It would be it, it would be stupid fan service that would make zero sense within the universe." And Frobius, who also listens to the to ESPN 97.5, tweeted back to him. You could just, you know, introduce the multiverse. And then Jamie responded back by saying, again, the only pur purpose for that is a dumb fan service. Serves no story to uh, story purpose to put the Fox cast in the MCU when new people will play those characters. And he's right. There's no, there's no, it, Marvel is not going to sit there. Kevin Feige, although came from the X-Men, uh, Fox X-Men universe, is not going to sit there and say, oh, would it be cool to, uh, give a tip of the cap to to the fans, but putting uh, you know Hugh Jackman in this wolf, in, in the X, in the MCU universe. No, he's not going to do that. He's going to do what's best for Marvel, Disney, and his whole brand. It's just it's not. It, he's not going to Game of Thrones you by putting freaking Ed Sheeran in uh, <laughs> in an episode. He's not going to do that. Yeah, that, and yeah. and fans that think that it's going to happen is just uh, it's a pipe dream. And then. I can almost guarantee you there will be fans to to sit at the very uh, last credit rolls through for the hopes of Hugh Jackman being at the very end credit scene. No, no, I would, I would be more on the lookout for like Secret Invasion, like a Secret Invasion tease or scroll tease or something like that, rather than, um, rather than a X Men or Fantastic Four. Plus, they want to build with newer, younger people that they're going to use for the years to come and build for the future. They're, they're not going to build with the past, mm -hmm. you know, and it'll confuse the crap out of people. <laughs> I feel like this is like the random, random fan. And I, I, uh, and on his, uh, um, on his, uh, timeline of him re responding back, uh, to, uh, to, to Frobius, he, uh, people are saying, well, what if, what if uh, he were to make a cameo, not as Wolverine, but just as a just a cameo, just yeah. a, a Hugh Jackman, just playing a regular person? I think that if if they were to do that, I think it would take away from like the movie mm -hmm. and and kind of take you out of it, kind of like what Ed Sheeran did with Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Like it was a little weird. Like I I think Noah Syndergaard's uh, cameo in and uh, and Game of Thrones, I think, was perfect because. I didn't unless know were, it was him. Yeah, unless you were uh, really looking out for him, you couldn't spot him. He was uh -uh. a giant, like just a giant knight dude yeah. throwing spears, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So if if you didn't know and look, try to look out for him, I think that was perfect. But or, Ed Sheeran was just like a s s sore thumb. Or like they do in Star Wars, where they just have these celebrities be stormtroopers, and you don't have no idea that like Michael Fassbender or whoever mm -hmm. made cameo, uh, made cameos. Um, I I. If anything, if if Hugh Jackman was to appear in the MCU, I think it would be more likely that he just plays a random person on the street in a in a cameo in that sense with mm -hmm. the new Wolverine. I could see that happening. I don't think it will, but I could see that happening more than Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. So you know, 
Um, and then we also have some Captain Marvel news. <laughs> Talk about more debacle. Um, so remember when we talked about Jude Law mm-hmm. and it seemed like Funko Pop had revealed the character uh, that he'll be playing in the film, right? Mm-hmm. So then they they showed that and then they they remo- quickly removed it and made him his pop character Star Commander or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then some new twists and turns happened over the last week where... Do tell. <laughs> Where people were coming out like, oh, see, he is playing Marvel. It's all true, blah, blah, blah. And uh, there was no, there was never any question about it because um, something else leaked, like a Lego toy set leaked, and it said Marvel or Marvel. And then Disney seemed to confirm it by putting a uh, description of Captain Marvel on their site, on Disney's website. And in one of the shots, it shows uh, Captain Marvel's or Brie Larson and Jude Law. And in the, the caption, it says Jude Law as Marvel. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, okay, that's you know that's pretty okay. It's cut and dry. Okay, he is Marvel. But then Disney removes it and just says it's Jude Law and Captain Marvel. What? And now there are more stuff where they're just keeping it super secret and now they're going back and backtracking saying no he's not marvell and no this isn't true so now there's there's more jude laws in flux of is he really playing captain or marvell or is he playing the other character that we discussed should i say his name i know that might be a little bit of a spoiler or should i say spoiler alert yeah so say spoiler 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 alert spoiler alert Spoiler alert. You can die. Okay. If you want to hear this part. Yeah. Uh, skip ahead five seconds if you don't. Uh, or he could be playing Yon-Rog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now you can come back. <laughs> but now there's all this like secrecy and like, is he playing Marvel? Is he not? Uh, why would Disney put it up on their website and then quickly remove it? Like that didn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. Uh, it seems like he might be playing Marvel, but might also be playing that other character that we named. I feel like they almost they they try to backtrack and say no 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 he's playing Marvel, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe they got some flack for it, and then they kind of was like, well, no 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 he's he's just Jude Law. Yeah. Jude Law is playing Jude Law. Jude Law is Jude Law in the film. Jude Law was abducted, and he's been a Kree soldier all these years. It kind of makes sense. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You can warn, die. At first, I thought, oh, yeah, him playing Marvel makes sense. But now I feel like, you know, Jan Rog is is the better to go to because, you know, um, I think if... um, Marvel is trying to step away from like uh, they they're trying to give Captain Marvel like uh, Carol Danvers a better origin story like she didn't get like this because of a man kind of thing yeah like, we're in an age where you know that that's what you know that's what people are expecting and I think Marvel wants to step away from that kind of stuff too 
So I think they were they're gonna alter her origin story, and I think if he was Mar Marvel, I think it takes away from her character a little bit. So I don't think he's playing. Oh, unless they combine the two characters, they could. They could always do that, and they've done that before in the past with mm -hmm. with Hela. Yeah, they combine like three four, characters. Yeah, three, three or four, or four characters. characters. Yeah, to to be that one character. So, uh, I think there's a lot more to Jude Law's character than we think, mm -hmm. and we're not. I mean, we're not gonna get a probably a clear cut answer until we actually see the movie because mm -hmm. it's just very weird how they keep going back and forth about it and why make it such a secret in the first place if he wasn't simply just playing marvell yeah exactly if he was just playing marvell i feel like that would have been announced early on mm -hmm. so it's not just cut and dry he's marvell yeah so we'll see we shall see and that has brought us to the conclusion of issue 142 we are done we're done for the new year. Or not for the new year. We're done for the first episode of the new year. <laughs> we are only, we're canceling the show. <laughs> we're canceling the show after one episode. Yeah. Um, so thank you for tuning in. If this is the first time you guys have tuned in for the podcast, we thank you. Thanks. Uh, thank you for finding us on uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio, Net, Radio Public, and CastBox. Nice. You saved and, it. Uh, we're also on podcastarena.com backslash comic cast as well mm -hmm. you can follow us on twitter i'm at my name jong and i'm at producer mike 975 until next week see you uh we just started watching it yesterday which is pretty good and an honorable mention oh i don't know how hmm. siri siri she can't do that for you. Uh, how did, what, how, did, how did that happen uh